I always feel like kind of uncomfortable. I'm trying to like do it where I'm like more facing you oh, instead okay. of the camera. <clears throat> I'm talking to you. Yeah. Not, uh -huh. not yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I know. And this will kind of help hide my boner. <laughs> Your boner. <laughs> So many cords down there. I know. Watch your heel. <clears throat> yeah, I know. We're still good. We are. We okay. are good. Oh, that's cold. Yeah, it is. Ice cold. Mm -hmm. Kind of. I don't want to bump it. Oh, Dooney's laying on mine. Oh, she is. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to episode 221 of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we decided to keep it simple and have some Fat Tire. Yeah. One of our favorite beers. Mm -hmm. Probably my all-time favorite. It's my favorite non-IPA beer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love And it's just a good go-to. It's, yeah, it's the best go-to beer for us mm -hmm. um like oh my gosh we in colorado we had this little uh tavern <clears throat> it was like the waterton tavern mm -hmm. in roxborough mm -hmm. that served the best wings they were like so super spicy and so flavorful mm -hmm. um and so we would have those wings and fat tire mm -hmm. oh my gosh and usually like, the cheese wontons yeah oh yeah the oh, man. oh gosh yeah those yeah. were so good yeah they I were just that. like yeah wonton wrap uh <clears throat> string cheese string basically cheese, yeah, yeah. It was like but there was their version of mozzarella sticks yeah that was the best uh-huh yeah it was so good yeah, yeah it was really good yeah so um this week we are going to be talking about 15 reasons why you're still single yeah yeah um we yeah we thought that this would be a good episode to cover um i don't know because i know that there are people out there you know that are that listen that are divorced or even if you have a friend that is single mm -hmm. they may want to listen to this episode or you may want to tell them to listen to this episode um and then we, we can deliver the harsh reality for them yeah for them instead of you <laughs> yeah you don't ever say you need to listen to this yeah you just be like oh yeah you know i was listening to this podcast they were talking about you know reasons you know some reasons that people are single you may want to just give it a try uh-huh yeah and don't give them a warning yeah <laughs> i know yeah yes so uh anyway before we get started with that seth has his dumbass post of the week <clears throat> this one is i love you more than yesterday Yesterday, you got on my nerves. Mm -hmm. This comes from the uh, at marriage three sixty five, where they kind of believe that same mantra that I love you even on days I don't like you, mm -hmm. and I want to smother you at night with my pillow, but you're still my ride or die. Yeah, this contradictory, I hate you, but I can't live without you message that is reason that so many marriages are all screwed up. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> 
I know. Yeah, I hate it. It's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Like, so. are you kidding me? We, I don't ever, you don't ever get on my nerves. Yeah. So, like, and you, I think that, I think that people need to do a better job at finding a partner that doesn't get on your nerves. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the thing. Like, you're gonna, you, you would not go test drive a car and if you're driving, you keep hearing this creak and knock noise. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, no, the mechanics, look, this fight works fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It's like, yeah, but it's making this noise. And I'm going to drive this car for a very long time. You wouldn't buy the car because yeah. it was annoying. Yeah. It's the same thing when you pick a partner. Uh-huh. Don't marry the person that does 20 things that gets on your nerves. Yeah. Because those things aren't going to stop. And the chances of them getting on your nerves even more is 100%. Yes. Yes. So don't marry the annoying person that you're annoyed by. Yeah. Exactly. That's when I hear couples in stupid nothing fights. You mm-hmm. just know, like, well, they just annoy each other because mm-hmm. you're both annoying people. Yeah. And that's what you deal with. I know. Yeah. Exactly. Don't be annoying. Yeah. And yes. I love the analogy, though. Like, yeah. that's perfect. That's, yeah. yeah. You, you wouldn't, in, in everything else in life, you wouldn't move forward uh-huh. with. So I don't know why people choose to commit a lifetime of marriage to people that get on their nerves. I know. Don't marry that person. That's awful. That would be so awful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So like I said, we are going to be talking about 15 reasons you're still single. And so uh, we came up with a list. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I mean, 15 reasons. <laughs> We're going to pull uh, them out of thin air as we go along. But, <laughs> but I think that... Uh, I I think that's a pretty good list and I think that <clears throat> the it it will it's thought provoking and and I think most of them, not all of them but most of them apply to both men and women. Mhm. Yes. Yes, I agree. It's uh-huh. not it's not so much that we're going to heavily be picking on one or the other. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Right, maybe a little. <laughs> yeah. So, uh we will start from the top. Um, you have disqualifying characteristics. Hold hold on just a second. Okay, yeah. The the reason that this really came about Uh is because we see this all the time. And it's actually getting more and more common. And and I said this for both sex, but I'm bringing this up just because I see it more often. More and more women that are, you know, around your age, around my age, a little younger, a little older, that cannot understand why they have not found a husband. Mm-hmm. And there's other guys out there, that, or there are guys out there that are kind of in the same boat. Why can't I find a good girl? Why can't I find this? And a lot of times, single people put the, they put the, the, the I guess the pressure of why they're single on other people that don't control why they're single. Mm-hmm. They, they say things like, well, there's no, there's just no good women out there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I just, all men are jerks. Yeah. And they, they try to, they try to kind of justify them being single by lack of good partner availability. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Oh, I that's know. That's never the case. No. Uh-uh. Um, and so I, I think that this, this reason really kind of came about out of a, a point of necessity to be like, no, it's you. Yes, yes. And as we say almost every episode, 
You have to be reflective. You have to be introspective. You have to take a good hard look in the mirror. And these these are those things. Yes. Um, so oh, that's kind of where it came. So I just wanted to. Yeah. No, I know. That. I think that's good. That's good <clears throat> clarification. And yeah, I think that it is. It's not just to be mean for mean sake. No, no, it's not. And, you know, even like with you saying some of these things, when I was working for the dating service that I worked for, I would hear all of the, you know, mm-hmm. all of those reasons. I would hear like the you know there's no good women out there and i I, and i think i would hear it i would hear it from both sexes like Mm -hmm. probably equally and and so like because i think that you know some because i think women are more vocal about it like um because probably because their clock is their biological clock is ticking and Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're like, I'm never going to find a guy, you know, type of thing. But yes, I think that, um, I mean, this has been, (laughs) people have have said these types of things for years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think it's funny because it's like, how have you, how has someone not figured it out that... It's them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's they're the reason why yeah. they're still single. Well, and and it's funny because I, I I can specifically think of <clears throat> of of men who say this and women who say this, and a lot of times men will be like, you know, I, it either comes from a point of bitterness mm-hmm. or um, just striking out continually, and and you know they've they've gone through a recent divorce. They're very and I've talked about my own experience when I got divorced. I just you know, I had no idea what to do. I had no idea what the dating landscape looked like. I had no idea, you know, what, uh, you know, I had been, a sh- I was a shell of a man by the end of that. I was just, I had no idea where to start. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I hear men say things like, well, there's just, you know, I, I, I don't want, they, they know what they don't want. And so do women. I, I know I don't want this. Mm-hmm. But then as you kind of press them and it's like, well, well, what's, what's the deal? It's like, well, there's just no good women out there. And it's like, okay, well, where's out there where where are you trying to meet these women and you find for men nowhere that mm-hmm. men kind of expect a woman to just plop down in front of them yeah. and it's like well where are you going what are you doing and they aren't doing anything uh-huh. well, well you're not going to meet the girl your dreams playing you know Fortnite. i mean i think the men and women both do that well like, i'm gonna okay. give the the uh, this is more specific to men though. Uh-huh. men are, are way more just i don't go out yeah no i, agree. I don't do anything and uh-huh. then it's like well yeah you can't find you can't be like i can't catch any fish if you're not going to the pond uh-huh. you know and, yeah. and talk about how hard it is to catch fish when you go out there and it's like well what are you are you even going fishing well no then you can't complain about there not being fish because yeah. you haven't even tried to catch them whereas women on the other hand you will see a woman that is like, there's just no good men out there. And I can't mm-hmm. seem to find what I can't find a guy to come in. And it's like, well, okay, once again, out there, what's your world? And it's like, well, I work a full-time job as a waitress at mm-hmm. whatever, Hooters, whatever I'm doing, Buffalo, whatever. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a waitress. And then I, I work at this place during the week or during the day or during the evening. And then in my free time, I go out to the clubs. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well, there are no good men at those locations. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you're going to the wrong ponds. Uh-huh. And so a lot of them just don't know where to look. Right. And so I, I think that you, you kind of see both of them have the same complaints. It's like, well, then you two just need to meet each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And and so they're, they're, they're looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Or they're not looking for love in any place and they're uh-huh. complaining they don't have love. I know. Yeah, exactly. So. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> yes. 
So, um, like I said, I'll start from the top. You have disqualifying characteristics or features. I think that we wanted to start here specifically because... It's the easiest identifiable piece. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, you, you should be able to look in the mirror and your eyeballs register if you are a hot mess or not. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're a guy and you're overweight with a comb over and Dorito permanent stains on your fingertips and your mouth. Oh, no girl wants that. No. If, if you're out of shape, if you look like a loser, if you present like a loser, if you have characteristics of a loser, if you have characteristics of, of, of a guy with, with no ambition, with no drive, with no purpose, with no confidence, you, you just, your, your curb appeal yeah. Is this a good word uh-huh. for your curb appeal is non-existent? Mm-hmm. So nobody's going to drive past the house for sale with no curb appeal. Yeah, they're just going to keep going, mm-hmm. and you're going to end up in foreclosure, and then the bank's going to get you, and then they're just going to demolish you and put a parking structure over you. <laughs> <laughs> and so you've got to up your curb appeal. Yeah, same thing for women. When, when, men, and once again, we've talked about this. Men are a little more um, amenable to the criticism if you tell a guy that's like like i i'm striking out with the ladies and, and i want this kind of woman it's okay well if you want that kind of woman then you need to be you know this kind of man and in order to do that you need to you know focus on how you look focus on how you smell focus on how you present yourself mm-hmm. focus on how you carry yourself and and men that really want to that really realize that they need help finding a woman are, as we've said before, much more coachable, trainable, and they will start to make the required changes and steps to be more appealing, be more attractive, to up that curb appeal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Women will not. No, no. Women women will not take the accountability or the responsibility of their own appearance and basically flip it back to the buyer. I know. Well, if, if you don't like if you don't like what I have, then you're then I'm not you're not the one for me. Uh-huh. And once again, I, I like using the house analogy for this yeah. because it just makes sense. If your real estate agent says, well, hey, look, you need to repaint the outside of your house. You know, you need to pick up this front lawn. You, these hedges are all grown over. You know, you've got this this piece of shit fence that's fallen over. It looks like crap. You're going to have to invest a little bit if you want to sell it. Anybody that wants to sell the house would not be like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. When when the right buyer comes along, they're going to buy it. And you're right. There will be a buyer that comes <laughs> along, but it's going to be someone that lives in low-income housing, uh-huh. that doesn't have enough money to put anything down, and it's going to be a really shitty buyer. Yeah, you and wanna... you're not going to get the top quality yeah. or the 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 asking you don't get yeah, asking, asking price. price and that house is going to sit on the market for way longer than it should have yeah you want people in a bidding war for you yeah yes i love you, it you want to have enough yeah. curb appeal and enough attraction that you actually get kind of a choice of who you're selling to mm-hmm. yeah and, and women just don't seem to see it that way oh my gosh are you about to sneeze yeah. you had like your potential sneeze face yeah. on. dang it at least I'm not coughing. I know. My gosh, I woke up oh and gosh. I could I coughed for a good three hours. I don't know what the heck was going on. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so yeah, but but that but this is where that that all comes into play. Oh yeah. Get absolutely. your curb appeal together. Yeah. Be attractive. Be, you know, be a, you know, be already look like a high quality partner before you're anybody's partner. Mm-hmm. Have that mindset. Have that presentation. Have that. And it's not about being fake. It's about, as we've said, bringing the best virgin version of yourself to 
the dating table. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, you saying all that like reminds me of that one movie with Steve Carell and uh, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Crazy Stupid Love. <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love. Yeah. Yes, I love that movie. Mm -hmm. But like, and, and again, you know, he the man is coachable throughout the whole process, and he's like, I'll, I'm gonna do what it takes. Well, it, it, it reminds me of how you were like, they need to do a hitch movie for a girl. Yeah. And it's like, only, like, it can't even work in the movies. Uh-huh, I know. Like, Crazy Stupid Love, Hitch, those movies, it's always like, men need to fix it, and the men do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I know. But I you know. could, you just could not do that with a, oh with a woman. Oh, my gosh. You know, especially nowadays. It's oh, like, yeah. Pff, yeah, right. There's no way that they would be able to do a movie like that mm -hmm. for women nowadays. Yeah. Like, they just, I mean, with with everything... Like, <laughs> you don't tell a woman that there's something wrong with her, mm -hmm. even if there really is oh, something yeah. wrong with her. <laughs> and so, but th that's it. You, you you have to be able to take a good hard look at yourself. And would you want to date you? I know. I who's going to want to date you? Yeah. Who Who is going to find you appealing enough? And who's going to be, who's going to find you attractiveness? And you can push against it all you want and have a great time telling your cats how you fought the good fight 50 years from now. <laughs> But you have to understand that the first thing that catches someone's attention is how you look. I know. How you present yourself. Mm -hmm. You can be the most confident, sassy woman on the planet. When you walk into a bar, people just see the sass. Mm -hmm. They don't see the class because yeah. it doesn't exist. Yeah. And they don't see anything else beyond that. And that's to men that sass is not attractive. I know. I know. You know? Yeah. It's, I know. It, what do you look like? Gosh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm really, I, cause I knew a woman or we knew a woman that, um, she, <clears throat> it, it was, it was all of this, you know, she, mm -hmm. she was single. She didn't want to, uh, she didn't want to settle really. And, um, and she maybe tried to fix herself at one point, but then, it just kind of, it went wrong. Mm -hmm. And anyway, she ended up dying alone and yeah. single. And At way too young of an age. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's sad. It is really, really sad. Mm -hmm. You know, because she did have a fun personality. She didn't have any characteristics that a man wanted. I know. That was it. Mm -hmm. it, it was all those things that, that women say to each other that try to make women feel like they have value in an area where value doesn't matter mm -hmm. well you're so fun you're so sweet you're so caring you're you know you have a good sense of humor you're always in a good mood and once again these are good qualities to have mm -hmm. yeah but if you don't have the curb appeal nobody's stopping to get out of the car to even look mm -mm. no exactly i know, you know? Mm -hmm. yeah i know i do like the the house analogy with the whole thing mm -hmm. that's good that's really good uh you don't possess basic social skills to attract a partner either yeah and so you know obviously the <clears throat> the looks and characteristics piece is the first thing that you're going to notice about a person and the very next thing that you're going to notice is if they have social skills mm -hmm. if you are socially awkward and don't know how to 
not even start a conversation, just have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. You you need to work on yourself. Well, there's there's a lot of people. Um and, and it's I, I, I know both men and women do this, but I, I think most people tend to think this probably falls a little more heavily on men than women. Mm. Um, but I, I, I know some females that are great examples of this as well. Oh, yeah. But, you know, there there are people that, that I know, that I've been close with, that I've been friends with, that just lack the social cues needed to be a conversationalist, mm-hmm. to carry a conversation, to know when to lighten the mood, know when to crack a joke, know when to use irony, know when to use... Um, um, be know know how to be sarcastic in the right context, mm-hmm. um, and too many people just don't know how to do this correctly, and mm-hmm. so they end up either coming off as desperate or very crass. Mm-hmm. And and it's I don't even want to say it's a fine line because it's it's one of those things that I, I don't know I don't think it's fair to people to say like either you have it or you don't because I do think it is a skill set that they can develop. Mm-hmm. You but the first step is is, is realizing you don't have that skill set yet. And and the same people that do this are the same ones that will fancy themselves great communicators. Oh gosh. And they I know. think they have a good sense uh-huh. of humor and they think that that they're a good conversationalist and they think they're witty. And it's like no no no, you're missing all of that. I mean uh-huh. there there's a, I know one individual that is it's just even if he did everything to to look better, to present better, to have better curb appeal, he's just unlikable and enjoyable to be around because his social cues are so wrong. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to communicate with men. He doesn't know how to communicate with women. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know how to um, have a good sense of humor. He doesn't know. I mean, he's just missing so many of the social cues that is necessary to be a good partner in order to attract a good partner. Mm-hmm. But he thinks he has all of those. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, I, I think that <clears throat> like, like even uh, I, there are even some, cause I, I think that when I think about this initially, I think awkward or just kind of closed off and don't Introverted. really. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time there are those like more outgoing people too that are just rub you the wrong way that a little bit but um that are more like they they think that they're really social and bubbly but they just kind of they're just kind of dumb mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> and that sounds really mean but they just don't know like I could see, and I don't know, maybe, you know, you need to find who it is that you mesh well with, mm-hmm. and, but um, but I could see like a, a a smart man or whatever being like, ooh, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm yeah. not, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, and, and, and part of that is, is they're just dumb. Uh-huh. They're and, so... she, and, and, and she would have a great personality, but mm-hmm. yeah, you're just dumb. <laughs> And usually dumb, people like that, dumb also comes along with opinionated. Oh, gosh, I know. And it's like you're too stupid to even have an opinion on these things. Yeah. And, yeah, when you hear them talk about it, like if they want to talk current events or anything like that, they usually miss the point. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're 
very passionate about something they're completely uneducated on. <laughs> yeah. And they just come off to everybody else as being very dumb. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. But, but yeah, I think that most of the time to what you said initially, that is what we typically mean. It is mm-hmm. someone that's antisocial. It is mm-hmm. someone that's very introverted. It is someone that, that you know, a, a, in a in a social event is just kind of curled up in the corner, not engaging with anyone because mm-hmm. they're... But at least they they have at least the recognition that they're socially inept. I know they need to fix it. Uh-huh. But that's almost better than the person. And uh, you know, I'm thinking of I thought where you're going with that was something else. But I, I was thinking like the guy that thinks he's very social, the mm-hmm. guy that thinks he's a good conversationalist, and is like, oh yeah, I'm an extrovert. And it's like, no, you're not. You're <laughs> just a pariah. There's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Your your personality it doesn't attract any. There's nothing. Or, there's no magnetism to mm-hmm. you. You have no charisma at all. Mm-hmm. You're just, you know, kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Um, but you don't think you are, and you're the only one that doesn't realize it. I know. Yeah, that that is worse. Mm-hmm. That is, and and to to this type of individual's defense, nobody's ever just set him down and said, hey. You aren't working as you. Mm-hmm. You need to really just do a 180 of who you are. Yeah, that and that's and that's very hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's not something that somebody can just like change overnight. Yeah. It's I mean, you really <clears throat> need some <laughs> some work there mm-hmm. if you're wanting to I mean, how do you change how do you change you? You know, how do you tell somebody like that. Well, that, that's the thing. It's a tough thing to take. Because they're, uh-huh. they're never going to figure it out on their own. I know. It takes it takes an asshole like me. To say to, it. And, and even I am like, I'm not that big of an asshole. <laughs> to say it. Yeah. To, to be them. like, look, bro. Uh-huh. You, you suck. Uh-huh. Everything about you is wrong. I know. Any, it, and it really would be any any instinct you get, you need to do the opposite. Because your instincts are all wrong. Yeah. With, with what you're going to say, with what you're going to interject, with... How you, what you're going to wear, with how you're going to carry yourself, with what your interests are. I mean, just everything about you is kind of repulsive. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You know. I, I know. I, yeah, I mean, and I don't know. And those are the same people that, that are very alone. Like, they don't have a whole lot of friends. They don't, they don't you know, like, like so if someone's like, well, I keep my circle small. Mm-hmm. There, there's people that do that intentionally. Mm-hmm. And there's people that do it unintentionally. They're like, it's like a weird version of an incel um, where it's involuntary. You're not choosing to keep your circle small. Everybody just kind of, they get to know you, they're, then they back off. It's like, mm-hmm. ugh. Ugh. Never I don't mind. like that. Well, I know. And maybe it is because, like, maybe initially the people that they meet are like, well, you know, they seem like a a decent human being or whatever a nice person or but that's where it ends yeah and that's it because it's like because even as someone that's that's kind of caught up in it you're like why are they so unlikable mm-hmm. because on paper they didn't do anything wrong mm-hmm. they're not they're not a jerk they're not mean they're not inconsiderate they're, they're actually nice they actually seem like they care and you're like why don't i like this person mm-hmm. what what is it about them and then you realize it's them it's just who they are. Mm-hmm. God created them as an annoying person. You know, I think <clears> that <throat> I think that women go through that. I don't know about men. Maybe guys do too. But women go through that with guys like liking 
a man that is that is interested in them mm-hmm. and i think that i think these type of guys or people probably just like that's just who they are mm-hmm. and um and so like cuz i mean i remember just being annoyed and being like oh my gosh and and like you said on paper like i should like this guy and i think that women go through that mm-hmm. a lot where they're like well they give the nice guy a chance yeah and i mean obviously yeah we've talked about it multiple times nice guys finish finish last and that's just i don't know freaking i don't know i don't think it's like tell these nice guys to be <laughs> yeah be, being a jerk doesn't help uh uh-uh. uh it you you should still be it's it's not that you finish last cuz you're nice it's be you finish last cuz that's all you have but they're trying too hard i guess yeah it is all that, comes from a point of desperation uh-huh. yeah yeah i don't ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and what 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 is that one exactly what do we call that one exactly you don't possess basic social skills to yeah. attract a partner okay uh-huh. yeah yeah so it's it's kind of weird cuz cuz that seems like a guy like that would seem to have basic social skills mm-hmm. at least but they don't have the uh, they don't they don't know that they really don't have good social skills yeah they, well and it's almost <laughs> it, it's funny cuz like as an adult when i I'm, I'm like <laughs> And it, it's it's not that I'm ever right with this, but I'm like, this person was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had to be homeschooled. They were homeschooled by dorky parents mm-hmm. that had no friends. And the only impression built upon them was from, you know, friends and family that they grew up with that were just as annoying as they are. Mm-hmm. And so they it's just genetically embedded in them. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to meet the people that they were raised by, you're like, oh, now I see it. Yeah. This okay. is exactly where you got this I from. I get it. It all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I know. Um, number three is you are not <clears throat> participating in the right social events. Yeah. So it ties really good into, you know, you don't have the social skills, mm-hmm. but let's say you do and, and you're you're just not in the correct social circles it kind of goes back to what i said about about the women earlier well i, I bartend during the day and then i go to the club mm-hmm. well you're not going to meet a good guy at either of those locations Mm-mm. um so what are the social events the places the social circles the the gathering of other single people that are going to actually bring good people in mm-hmm. people at the club are not looking for a long-term commitment so i i, I think it's so funny that women get so upset that they hooked up with a guy mm-hmm. you know like we went to the bar we went out I'm, I'm just tired of hooking up with guys i want a good i want a good man and it's like okay well you you once again you're fishing in the wrong spot there are not good men at those locations and all you're doing is and we'll talk about this on this too all you're doing is is tarnishing yourself to where you're going to actually reduce the chances of having a good man each and every time you go out and behave that way mm-hmm. and so they just don't seem to realize and understand where should I socially spend my time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of relationships come from work. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've, I've, I always like giving the advice: don't go somewhere socially that you wouldn't want to go with your partner. Mm-hmm. And 
partners don't want to go to the club. No. You know, that's something you do like every once in a while where it's like, oh, we're out, we're doing this. Hey, we've, you know, we've, we're celebrating this or some friends are in town or we're going on a trip. Let's go hit the club. Mm-hmm. It's, but it should not be a pastime. I know. Well, because, and, you know, you see, I don't, I think of like Jersey Shore, you mm-hmm. know, and <clears throat> how is that Appealing. a sustainable, <laughs> yeah, life yeah. with a partner? You're, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're not going to be, you're not going to want to continue to do that. And, and I do like to clarify the difference between a club and a local hangout. Mm-hmm. If you've got, you know, if you've got a local brewery or a local bar where they bring in live music or they do like a stand-up comedy thing and you enjoy that, I'm not saying don't go to that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying avoid the areas that promote a a hookup culture. Well, yeah, that and I think that like even a, a, like a brewery or I don't know about necessarily a stand-up, maybe a stand-up a comedy place um where you can actually have a conversation with people like with whoever is around and 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 i i i use those kind of specifically because most people that go to those places are going there for that entertainment value Mm -hmm. not because they're looking to meet someone yes follow your interests your Mm -hmm. interests will lead you to people with similar interests Mm -hmm. and excuse me and that's one of the things where it's like you know and and i i God, I don't want to get ahead of myself on this, but I, I see, I see women do this when, when they get divorced. Mm-hmm. My, and we were talking about this before the episode. Um, you know, girls, girls I went to high school with, girls that are, you know, moms of seniors or grandparents now, go through a divorce in their mid to late forties, and the first thing they do is revert back to how they acted when they were nineteen or twenty. Mm-hmm. And they want to go back out to the scene. Mm-hmm. They, well, you're trying to find guys like me, my age, and where we are not is at the club on the scene. Yeah, I know. So what are you trying to do? Mm-hmm. Because all you're going to run into are guys that are much younger than you that have nothing in common with you that are out cougar hunting. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for a hookup, fine. Yeah. I'm not judging that. That's fine. But you're not allowed to complain that all you got was screwed by some dude and then you never heard from him again yeah um and now he's just keeping you on the line a little bit so he can go back to that well when he can't get Mm -hmm. lucky somewhere else Mm -hmm. and there are women that just are in those positions and don't realize they're in it Mm -hmm. they don't they're like well i guess this is dating now it's like no you're being used Mm -hmm. and you voluntarily put yourself in that situation you control all that Mm -hmm. but I, i once again their instincts are off Mm -hmm. on where they should go Follow your interests. Yeah. You know, what, what are you into? If if you're into, you know, basic type of stuff, just do that stuff. You will eventually meet someone. Mm-hmm. You Someone will cross your path. You don't, I mean, it, it's so weird to me that, that people try to think outside of their own box. Now, now I, I, I do get that there's a conundrum there saying you sometimes you have to step out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But mm. yeah, that's different than following your interests. Yeah, I know. Well, because like stepping out of your comfort zone and going to a club, that's, <laughs> I don't think that's, yeah, that's, that's not the good, recommendation. That's not a good decision, period. I, I'll go back to the, to the 
the work thing though Mm -hmm. like even so like even how you said earlier about like you know she works it as a bartender or works at buffalo wild wings or hooters or something like that's not where you're going to find a good quality guy either Mm -hmm. like maybe you need to take a look at what job you have yeah as well and put you put yourself and apply for something that is going to put you in a better situation that way too i mm-hmm. mean i know that this sounds probably very judgy to like waitresses and stuff like that but is that really a career that you're gonna want to do for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and you know retire from and and all of that probably not for most of the cases Mm -hmm. and i think that if you if you put yourself and apply to other jobs and try to at least take maybe take your customer service skills with you Mm -hmm. to that go work in hospitality or yeah or something well and, and, and i will say that if you have a career goal of i want to own and run a restaurant that, that's part uh, of your that's, stepping that's stone. That's different. Yeah. That's such a small majority mm-hmm. of women that do that. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, that's that's a that's a filler job. It's an easy job to get and and keep and make some quick cash. Mm-hmm. But that should not be your career. Now, if that's part of your overall career path of, well, I, I you know I, I want to get into the restaurant business. I want to own my own restaurant, which mm-hmm. means I need to start serving, and then I'm going to start managing, then I'm going to start running, and then I'm going to eventually own my own. Mm-hmm. It, that's a business plan you have, and I fully support doing that. Mm-hmm. But if this is just your job and you don't have those aspirations, this should be a very temporary mm-hmm. job that you're holding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know. And so, but yeah. But, and I think that, like, uh, like you know, to make some quick cash or whatever, I think <clears> that <throat> I think that some people can get, like, caught up in that and not look at the, big, the bigger picture mm-hmm. and think, Okay, because, you know, I know that people, well, I make X amount of money and tips a night, so, you know, I'll I'll laugh my way all the way to the bank. Yeah, but you're only looking at this small... The immediate. Yeah, exactly. And you're not looking at, yeah, long term and then your future. Mm -hmm. Well, that was one of the things, like, I I had that conversation with, with my son where... He was like, yeah, you know, I found this job. They're going to pay X amount an hour. They're going to, do... and then it was like, then he'd take it, but it was a crappy job. Mm-hmm. It was something he didn't want to do, but it made it paid more than what he was making the last one. So then he was immediately he was chasing the dollar. Well, this other manufacturing job of work I don't really want to do is paying a dollar fifty more an hour. So I'm going to do that. And I finally was like, is this what you want to be doing in five years? He's like, oh no. Well then, don't do it now. Yeah. And and people can't see. And and luckily he saw this, mm-hmm. but but I know plenty of people that don't. They can't see down the road. They they do that. They chase the immediate buck, mm-hmm. and it's like no no no. You, you know, yeah yeah you're making good money doing this, but do you want to be doing this in five years? And the answer should be no. Mm-hmm. It should be no. You don't want to be doing this in five years because you haven't developed any kind of career footprint. You haven't put yourself on a path of sustainability or you know anything. You haven't developed any additional skills aside from what it is in this job. When it's like okay, well, do you want to do this job where you're making tips every night or? sacrifice some of that tip money, go over here and actually learn a valuable skill set. And here's the spoiler alert. Five years from now, you're going to be making five times what you're making in mm-hmm, tips. Mm-hmm. They don't want to sacrifice the now for then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. And that five years is going to 
go oh, by anyway. Oh my gosh, And yeah. we, we, we know people that have made that decision. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I don't want to get into an actual career. I'm going to continue this. And time flies. And it's like, look, all these other people went into that career field. They're, they're leaders. They're, they're entrepreneurs. They're, they're actually making stuff with their life. They've actually, they're making six figures and you're still, you know, waitressing. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, and, and for them, it wasn't a stepping stone and it wasn't a temporary thing. You've now found yourself, this this is your lot in life. Yeah, I know. And it's so funny because I've had friends that were waitresses that did take different steps mm-hmm. and eventually. And then now, yeah, yeah. look at them. Mm-hmm. Freaking doing amazing. Yeah. You know? And so, I don't know. It, I think that, I do think that that is, uh, I think you need to, you you even need to look at what you're doing um i don't know as with for with your job and mm-hmm. everything and and putting yourself in i know that a job ne- isn't necessarily a social situation or you know a right social event <clears throat> but well when most couples meet via somebody's work i know it is it is so I mean, you got you kind of have to look at it. Mm-hmm. You really have to look at that big picture. Yeah. Um, the next one is unreasonable high standards for you. Yes, you. Yeah, for you. Uh huh. You your, have yeah. unreasonable high standards for you. Yep. You know, this is this is the uh, God. I can't remember his name in Shallow Hal. Jason Alexander's character. Oh my gosh, I know. I can't remember what it was. Jack Black's buddy in Shallow Hal. You know, short, fat, dumpy, bald-headed guy. (laughs) Had unreasonably high standards. Oh my gosh, like the worst. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't want to date the pretty girl because her second toe was longer than her big toe. Yeah. And that was a deal breaker. And you see guys like that. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. And you're like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Yeah. Look in the mirror. Oh yeah. Seriously. You yeah. are not a prize Mm-mm. whatsoever. Please. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're like, I ain't settling. Yeah. I'm not settling. That's what you get. <laughs> oh my you know, God. you're a four. Yeah. Getting a four is not settling. That's uh-uh. you're playing in your league. Uh-huh. So you did what you were supposed to do. Yeah. You can't be a four demanding tens because mm-hmm. you ain't going to get it. Yeah. And maybe it'll be, it won't be a 10 across the board. Maybe it's a 10 in looks. But it's a two in mental stability. Oh, or it's a nine in looks and a one in personality. Uh-huh. You know? I know. And you're not going to be happy with that. So it's not about lowering your standards. It's about having realistic standards based on your own market value, based on what you bring to the table, and based on your own curb appeal. Mm-hmm. You know, once again, you know, using the house analogy. If your curb appeal is a $150,000 house in a cookie cutter neighborhood with two bed and two bath and a two car garage in the Midwest and you're going to the gated community looking at two point five million dollar homes to be your neighbor, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. Stay in your market. Yeah, I know. And and this is one of those things that I think even though men do this a lot I still think men are a little more realistic with it, though, mm-hmm. whenever you tell them, hey, because I, I know guys that that I'm like, that are that there. This this sounds very mean and sweet at the same time. <laughs> and maybe it just sounds sweet because I'm to me. 
and it may not be. But I've seen guys that are like, they're lower caliber men across the board. Mm -hmm. And they end up with a low caliber woman and they are absolutely in love with her. Oh, I know. And it's like, like that's exactly what this should be. Yeah. You did it right. Yeah. They aren't, they aren't looking at other women. They aren't, he knows that, yeah, and and they they don't ever say this and I would never say this to them, but it's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, you know, four or five ish best Mm -hmm. and my wife is a four or five ish best, but to me, she's a 10 Mm -hmm. and everything else is just kind of background noise. I know. And there's a sincerity to that, that is what you should have. Yeah. But this these are two people that understand their own market value, understand what they each bring to the table, and they just happen to sit down at the same table where they belong. Mm-hmm. And that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Look for your table. I table know. nine. <laughs> Isn't that it? <laughs> yeah, table the nine. The mutants yeah. at table nine. Yeah. Stay at table nine. Uh-huh. You're going to find another mutant <laughs> to share life with. I'm referencing wedding singer for yeah. anybody that. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <clears throat> I know that's so true though, and but like I think that you know the the unrealistic expectations or un unreasonable high standards, like you you need to, if you if you have those that high of standards, I think that you need to again look at yourself mm-hmm. and say okay <laughs> again like how you said earlier if i was if i was single would i date me mm-hmm. and and just like cuz if you if your standards are really high then i think that you need to make sure that you bring everything that you are wanting mm-hmm. to the relationship and to the table yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I do like the advice of be the partner that you know you should be mm-hmm. before you're the partner to anyone. Yeah. You know? I know. It's it's like that whole thing. It's like, well, you know, be the partner that wouldn't get cheated on. What does that look like? What does that look like to you? What does that... What what does the person that won't get cheated on look like to you? Well, they, they've got they've got charisma. They've got confidence. They've got... You know, looks, they've got brains. Be that. Mm-hmm. Be that. Become that person. Work hard. It's not going to happen overnight. Work hard. Learn. I mean, it's so funny. There's, there's so many, especially for guys, there's so much advice out there on, you know, what what cologne to wear, what deodorant to use, what body wash to use, you know, tips on like how to immediately improve your looks within a week, mm-hmm. how, what to do with your hair, what to do with your facial hair, what to do with, you know, your outfits, how to how to put so many people out there just don't know how to put themselves together. Oh my gosh, men and women. Yes, and I, I will see both sexes, and I'm like, and if they just made a few tweaks, it would be a game changer. Oh my gosh, yes, yes. And they just don't do it. Yeah, it's like they want to be as you know asexual and and repulsive as they can Mm -hmm. it's like just fix it Mm -hmm. i know just fix it well i think about like uh, like sometimes when when you see someone i i know that like my aunt she she does hair for a living and she would always say that there would be you know certain people that would come into the salon and like they would look so 
cute after she was done with them, Mm -hmm. you know? And they would take the selfie when they got to the car. Yeah. Thanks. Just got my hair done. Yes. Loving the new look. And then the very next day, it just looks awful. It went flat. It does not look good. And like, if you would just, just, I mean, just, just the hair alone, it's like a minor tweak Mm -hmm. that someone can really, that could really step up someone's game. Yeah. And just make them look so much better. You know, not even putting makeup on or or anything like that Mm -hmm. or getting a right haircut as a guy, you know, um, I, I, I will say the the mustache, the mustache stuff. I don't know. I'm not a mustache gal. Mm -hmm. I don't like mustaches on guys. I don't think any girl is a mustache gal. Yeah, I don't. I think there's women that tolerate it and women that won't. Uh That's it. Yeah. There's not there's not a woman I don't think there's women at, there was in the eighties, but there's not women today that oh, are like I know I, like Tom Selleck. Yeah, there's not women today they're like, I love a guy with a good mustache. Yeah, and men today don't know how to grow a fucking good mustache. Uh-huh. I will say uh-huh. as of late, the best mustache I've seen on anybody is Omni Man in Invincible. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> he is a cartoon though. <laughs> That's funny. But it, it's it's just funny. Yeah. Because I don't it's know. not there's not you don't ever hear women say that be like like oh, i met this guy oh he's got the best mustache i know they don't say that i it's, know like we i have uh, a couple friends that have uh cops for husbands mm-hmm. and like sometimes the guys especially during this time of year like for, yeah, for november no shave november, no sh- no shave yeah. november that's what smile, they're smile if you love men's prostates <laughs> That's what they're able to grow is their mustache, and uh, and most of the time the cops will make fun of like the firefighter dudes because the firefighters usually grow mustaches mm-hmm. is what I guess I've heard. But um, anyway, like sometimes they'll grow their mustache, and the wives are always like, "Please Ugh, no, shave that yeah, off." Please. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad that November is over mm-hmm. because of that. And yeah, I mean, I, I had I had a. I don't even know. I don't want to give too much information because I think he still may follow me. <laughs> anyway, I knew this guy that he had really messed up teeth. Mm-hmm. And so he grew a mustache to hide it. Oh, really? And so it was like a, a, a I don't want to say defense. But it was like, it was like makeup, oh. which, and he did stupid, crazy stuff with it. So it just, it didn't work. And it was oh. almost like if you would have done more of a, of a cop kind of mustache, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh-huh. But a lot of times, the for men, when it comes to facial hair, you have to own the facial hair. It mm-hmm. can't be the other way around. Mm-hmm. And every guy I know that has a, a just a mustache, it owns them. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it doesn't come off like it should. Mm-hmm. Like they think it does. Mm-hmm. I know the, the, the guy that you're talking about, I don't know him, but I was just thinking like, a Freddie Mercury type of, like, type of mustache. But at least, like, Freddie Mercury, like, I don't know. He, I mean, he did have, like, weird teeth mm-hmm. and everything. But that's what I'm picturing is, like, yeah. that. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. But but the, the, my, my point was there, there's so much, there's so much out there for men to <clears throat> figure out what they need to do mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. and. There's kind of no excuse for it nowadays. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Get your get your standards and your expectations kind of in check. Mm-hmm. Is realistically, yes. Be realistic. Uh huh. I mean, and and that's the thing. Like even when you talk about like 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 looking good and and, and where you're at, it's completely ridiculous to expect everybody to be a ten. We know that that's not true, mm-hmm. but I think it's okay to look at look at other people, even even if it is celebrities, and 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 be honest about it, and be like, you know, well, there's here's this, you know, this girl that I'm trying to think of like a good example that that, that isn't polarizing, but I, I like using Gwyneth Paltrow. Maybe it's because I talked about Shallow Hal, and she just popped in my head because if Gwyneth Paltrow was walking, if she was not Gwyneth Paltrow. I wouldn't ever do a double take with her. Mm-hmm. She's not good looking enough to be like, wow, she's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Wow, she's stunning. She didn't even clean up good. Mm-hmm. She always looks the same, but she never looks ugly. No. It's mm-hmm. not that she's unattractive. Mm-hmm. And I think that she, that's, she just, Meh. that's the thing. There's a lot of women that fall into it, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, not that mo- it, it, it's not that most men aren't wanting a supermodel most men aren't looking for a supermodel most yeah. women most men aren't looking for for that a, a Gwyneth Paltrow caliber looking woman is still a good catch it's yeah. not that that's not settling that's being realistic and I know there's some people that's like what are you talking about she's beautiful <laughs> but she's not <laughs> she's not she on the scale of, of good looking female celebrity she's not in the top 50 yeah. probably not even in the top hundred mm-hmm once again, she's not ugly, but she's not Raquel Welch pretty. Mm-hmm. She's not Selma Hayek pretty. Mm-hmm. She's not Charlize Theron pretty. Okay, at least at least you you mentioned a blonde. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to throw a blonde in. Yeah, you know. So, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Look how weird Charlize Theron is. Mm-hmm. Freaking weird. <laughs> she got all of her kids transgendered now and all this stuff. She's a very odd woman. Yeah. So there's stuff that comes with that. But anyway, I, I think that, that it's, it's not about getting wrapped around like, well, I'm not a 10. I'm never going to be a 10. That's fine. Yeah. Nobody's telling you you have to be no, a 10. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I think that you need to do what you do your best to bring the best version of yourself out. Mm-hmm. And and you don't. And and I know that because because for me, I do believe that beauty is in the eye of the beholder and i think that you know different people find different things attractive and i think that i i think that there are also people or or that everybody just finds attractive like a selma hayek or Mm -hmm. or whatever like but but i think that for the most part like Maybe the beauty is in the the eye of the beholder is your own version of of keep being realistic <clears throat> mm-hmm. with who how you look and what kind of partner that you feel that you can attract. Yeah. The only way you're going to settle for a partner is if you settle for yourself. Mm-hmm. You settle on yourself. Mm-hmm. If you don't settle on yourself, if you don't accept the lowest version of you that you have to offer, you won't get settle ever settle for a partner. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, but that's the problem. A lot of women will not, they're bringing the lowest version of themselves at the table and then 
being like, I'm not going to settle. It's like you already did. Mm -hmm. You settled for you. You settled for how you look. You settled for what you bring to the table. You you have already settled for you. And so you're going to naturally think you're settling for your partner because you know deep down you've settled for you. Mm-hmm. So don't settle for you. Don't accept you. Mm-hmm. You know, be better. Yeah. Look better. Uh-huh. Fix it. Yeah. But so, I mean, unreasonable high standards. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think that we definitely covered a lot on that. Um, the next one that we want to talk about is you make awful decisions. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, cause we were really talking about the, the awful decisions and, and like, what, what exactly does that mean? What could that mean? And, and I guess going back to kind of like what I said about the whole job thing, like mm-hmm. you can not necessarily that, you know, um, that even, I mean, having a job is a good decision as opposed to not having a job. But having the right job, mm-hmm. you know, is it could be a bad decision. Or you are going out too much and you end up losing the good job that you had. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I I was trying to think about it like when I was with my ex and the... The decisions that that I made and and really, I mean, I was dumb and I was young and thank God I I learned mm-hmm. <laughs> from my mistakes and stuff. <clears throat> but I was thinking like, could you imagine, Crystal, if you kept on the path that you were on and you drank every night, you ate freaking carne asada fries every night? <laughs> You, uh, hey, you know, this, this did... sounds like a pretty good life right now. <laughs> You're talking about beer every night, carne asada. Fr- you got me. I'm, I'm hooked. <clears throat> Why aren't we doing that? <laughs> but, <clears throat> and, and, but like, obviously all of that stuff led me to a, staying with a bad partner mm-hmm. in, in general and gaining a shit ton of weight, being overweight and, being depressed and unhappy mm-hmm. and those were very very bad decisions and it also led me to be arrested at one night like mm-hmm. i mean it's like come on get your shit together and don't go don't continue on this awful path that mm-hmm. you're on why would <laughs> thank god i woke up right. and realized what the fuck I was doing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you see people that just have <clears throat> absolute lack of decision-making mm-hmm. capabilities and across their entire board. Mm-hmm. They they don't know how like they and and I th- I think it starts I think it starts small and then obviously it goes into bigger things like you just mentioned but they they from the time they get up, they just make bad decisions. They make bad decisions on on, you know, how to prepare for the day, how to present themselves, how to get ready, how to, you know, prioritize things throughout the day. You know, they, they, they just, every chance where you have an opportunity to make a good decision or a worse decision, they tend to just make the worst one. And, and it's, it's like watching an insane person thinking things are going to change by doing the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it's like, and, and all of that leads to, you don't know how to pick a good career. You don't know how to, 
even pick like, you know, like certain things like, oh my gosh, I woke up, I'm tired. Um, should I get up and just go to work or, or call off sick? Do you call off sick? Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, that was a bad decision. You yeah. don't know how to make good decisions. Exactly. That, that was a bad decision. Oh, you know, I, I it, it's Sunday. I know my I know my gas tank is low. Um, I'll just worry about it when I drive to work on Monday. Bad decision. Yeah. Because <clears throat> you know you're going to be strapped for time on Monday. Just go fill it up now. Yeah. Well, and even <clears throat> even like taking that a step further mm-hmm. with with those bad decisions, you know, you if it was just those two things that happened, and and you you ended up calling off of work one day mm-hmm. and then another day or on that monday when you're driving into work your car breaks down or you mm-hmm. you don't have gas anymore you run out of gas yeah. and then your employer is like oh my gosh what the fuck this person is mm-hmm. so irresponsible yeah they keep calling off they <clears throat> now they're quote unquote car ran out of gas Mm -hmm. like and and you become untrustworthy yeah you become a something person yes because you are creating these somethings Mm -hmm. it's not external forces it's you yeah and that's the thing with these people they think it's always they think it's everybody else well i can't control when i get sick but you weren't sick Mm -hmm. you were tired Mm -hmm. could have you really went to work Yes, you could have. Yeah. So don't give me that. Mm-hmm. Well, my I can't. My car broke down. Well, yeah, because you chose not to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Because you've been driving around for two months with your oil light on. It's not the car's fault. That's your fault because mm-hmm. you're irresponsible and stupid. Mm-hmm. And, and and so you you just tend to see people do this, and they become those people that nobody wants to be around. Yes. You know, you're just hor- you're unreliable in every facet of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, so. make better decisions yeah and because somebody a person anybody that sees someone like that is like yeah i don't want to be with somebody i mean how many how many guys have we known that had a decision to either buy something useful a necessity live in a better place have lower rent and they decided to get fucking rims put on their car oh my gosh i know on their piece of shit car yeah Awful decision. Yeah. <laughs> or, or even something basic of, of, yeah, I know that, uh, you know, my rent's due. Or I got to pay my water bill. My water bill, you know, is 85 bucks, but the new collector's edition of Grand Theft Auto is coming out and it's 150 so I bought that. <laughs> okay, you're an idiot. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh-huh. make better decisions. Yes, I know. I know. It seems <clears throat> like we, like, like we would be speaking to the younger people about mm-hmm. this. Oh, I you, wish. You would think that yeah. only young, dumb shits would do this stuff. But it is old or old uh, adults like mm-hmm. that should fucking know better that well, are doing this shit. You're, you can't blame life for problems it creates when you fail to plan on life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. And I, I'm, al- I'm always telling, I always tell Seth and, and his girlfriend all the time, like, you know, you need to have X amount of money for this. You, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if your dog's going to get hurt. You don't know if you're going you know, if to if if you're gonna need this for your house. You don't know. You know, you want to make sure that you aren't just skimming by on luck mm-hmm. because life is going to show up. Mm-hmm. Life is going to hit you. Life is going to cost you money. Life is going to cost you time. <laughs> and so you want to make sure that you plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, even young people, when they're interviewed for jobs, one of the first questions is, do you have a reliable vehicle? Mm-hmm. Because that's a huge thing that everybody fucking blames like they do their kids. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I couldn't make it work. My car broke down. Okay, well, that's not my problem. That's your problem. Yeah. You fix it. Mm -hmm. You get a better job or you get a better car. Same Mm -hmm. thing with your kids. Your kids getting sick is not my problem. No. You take care of it. Mm -hmm. Come to work. Your responsibility for me is to show up to work. Yep. So, yeah, make better decisions. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, So the, the next one is your bad friends are keeping you single. Uh huh. Oh my gosh! Like, I don't know. We did a whole episode on this, didn't we? I think... not not really keeping you single, but making you get divorced. I guess we didn't do a whole episode. It wasn't it necessarily up. on that. I think it was uh, your the company you keep, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we maybe did do an ep- a full episode was. on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think, that, and it wasn't necessarily single. It was mm-hmm. just like the company you keep you. You have to make sure that you. You keep good people mm-hmm. in your circle because you, you know, you, you want, you don't want that single divorcee or whatever mm-hmm. in your life. You want, <laughs> you want good quality friends. Mm-hmm. And so, but your bad friends are keeping you single. I mean, I've seen this and we've, and I think we have talked about it on here that they, these people, they are freaking like a cancer mm-hmm. <laughs> and they will suck your life out of you just to make sure that you stay single mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't want you to be happy yeah where they don't want you to leave the tribe or they don't want you to be happy or they're fearful that you're gonna move on without them mm-hmm. it's all for selfish reasons mm-hmm. and so they will intentionally and you know, covertly and overtly sabotage your relationship. Mm-hmm. They'll say stuff like, I don't know what you see. And I'm, I th- are we specifically talking about women? <laughs> uh, do men do this? I don't know. It's funny because I, 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 every situation that I've seen, it's women. I, I, I was in, the, when I was in the Navy, I, I had this one friend who was dating just this absolute bitch from back home his from his back home in ohio mm-hmm. they're married now with kids and all that stuff but we as other we were friends with him and all of us the guy friends hated her and it wasn't and she didn't even live there she would just come to town to visit mm-hmm. from college because you know we were all college age so she would come to texas to visit during her spring break or whatever and she would come and stay with him and and she was just not a good person mm-hmm. and I I would like to think that we weren't jealous that we were going to lose our friend. Mm-hmm. We weren't at risk of him getting out of the Navy and moving back. We weren't at risk of her moving there and him moving out of the barracks and living with her. So there, it wasn't like the friendship or our time with him was at risk. But that's really the only time in my life that that I've been part of the, dude, you need to break up with that bitch mm-hmm. type of argument. I, I had a picture of her in... In our, in, in like our little armoire thing that we had in our room, me and my roommate, we had pictures of all the stuff we did. And we had a picture of her in there at the beach with us that we had turned her into the devil. Really? Yes. Why didn't you guys like her? I cannot remember specifically what she did. Hmm. Yeah. I just remember we hated this woman. Uh-huh. We hated her. Uh-huh. You know, because I think about that and I look at like even my ex and his best friend and like... <clears throat> 
because he was the type of dude that would be like fucking leave her ass mm. let's be single you know and let's go party yeah, so we weren't like that all this stuff yeah and so you know i wonder i don't know i mean from me being coming from that like persp- a different perspective of me being the actual female that mm-hmm. that was that had the friends the or not i didn't have the friends he had the friends but you know what i mean mm-hmm. um see and we were and that, that wasn't it we weren't like it, it was i i believe it was more geared towards like the way she treated him really like and i think most of the time from for a guy's perspective it really is that mm-hmm. in, in your example it's not mm-hmm. but it was really more of a god and and i guess i guess i think women would probably say the same thing because they think what they're doing is noble and they're probably like, I'm just trying to protect her from this asshole. Yeah. And I don't know if they, I don't know if they legitimately believed their own bullshit, and that's how I sound when I say that. Yeah. Or because, like, you know, from my perspective, it's like, no, no, she, she treated him like crap, like, she, like, literally, like, like, let's have a threesome with one of your friends. Oh. Like stuff like that. Like, dude, you don't want to be with a girl like that. Uh-huh. Like, there was blatant stuff. That that's one thing I can remember, but. There was this blatant stuff that just made her, un- and he only liked her because she was attractive. Like, aside from her looks, there was just, I didn't get, like, what the fuck do you see in her? Because mm-hmm. she's not nice, she's not kind, she's not sweet, she's not personable. She's, yeah, she looks good, but she has all these other things wrong with her. Yeah. And, uh, and he was a good dude, too. It was just kind of like, he doesn't deserve that mm-hmm. and i don't know if they're still married but last i heard they'd got married and had a couple of kids and mm. stuff like that but yeah so, but it was more of a i don't like the way you're treating her mm-hmm. or she's treating you i think women tend to say that but there's really i think for the most part i haven't seen anything substantiated like what do you mean he's treating her bad like what is he abusing her mm-hmm. is he running around on her well no well, I well, think most what of is the time, it? women that do that, that, that say that type of stuff, usually are pretty bitter. Mm-hmm. And and maybe, and probably guys, too. They're probably bitter as well. Like, don't, don't freaking let that bitch treat you like that, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever, <clears throat> because they have been treated that way. And they think they, they will take the smallest little tiny sign that... A guy is doing something that her ex was. Well, and it'll be, and I'm glad you said it, because it'd be like, like if you have, if you're over hanging out and the boyfriend's like, hey, babe, you up, can you get me a drink? And she's like, uh, so what is, are you his maid now? Yeah, exactly. And it's like, no, there was nothing behind that. <laughs> yeah. That's completely different than, a, than my example of, hey, I want to fuck one of your friends, find out who's down to have a threesome oh. with us. Gosh, Two completely yeah. different scenarios. <laughs> that is so bad. Yeah, I know. So, but but that, that's kind of my point of of what I've seen with women. Uh-huh. It, now, I'm not saying there's not extreme examples of of you have a girlfriend that is that stupid and dense that she's found herself in an awful situation with a guy and you're trying to save her. Totally different. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we're talking about with here. We are literally talking about your friends that that are bitter, that are single, that that don't have the social skills, that don't have you know, the, the wherewithal to have a good partner. They've been recently divorced. They've been recently dumped. They've been striking out. All they do is promote or, or they're in your ear all the time 
with negativity about relationships, about partnerships, about the person you're interested in. It's, you know, I don't know what you see in him. It's like, are you going to let him talk to you like that when nothing's even been said? Mm -hmm. It's, you've changed. Why don't you, you just don't care about us girls anymore. They they guilt trip you. They make you feel bad. They demean you. They Mm -hmm. attack you and attack your partner. That's the friends we're talking about. Mm -hmm. Not someone who's legitimately trying to look after someone's well-being. Now, these same bitches will act like that's what they're doing. Uh And that's kind of my original point that I was trying to get to was how do you tell the difference? I know. Yeah, that's hard. That's hard to tell the difference. It's because if you're the one in the relationship and nothing bad is happening, your friend's being a jealous bitch. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. But if, yeah. But I, I, I think that's hard, though. That is hard to kind of, like, figure out because I know that there are people that are very delusional mm-hmm. at the same time with their relationship. And that they, they think that, the their partner is this wonderful person they're really not mm-hmm. and i don't know it's like i don't know that's hard because cuz people some people like you know how how moms have mom goggles on mm-hmm. i think that women have boyfriend goggles on and nothing that their boyfriend can do does can is bad mm-hmm. and even if he is treating her like shit but i don't know it yeah <laughs> i guess it, it's like a fine line mm-hmm. to figure out who really has your best interest yeah and, and ultimately i i would say there has to have legitimately been some wrongdoing occurring mm-hmm. now i'm not yeah once again if you have a girlfriend or a friend who's their partner cheated on them that was wrong mm-hmm even if they've chosen to accept that, I, I'm I'm, st- I'm still saying it's fair game. Like, well, you know, once a cheater, always a cheater. Mm-hmm. Is that conducive to you repairing the bridge? No, not at all. But does that relationship deserve that kind of scrutiny? Yes, by all means. Yeah. Because something fucked up happened. Uh-huh. But to, you know, to, I mean, you, you had people tell you before, you know, even about me, like, you know, well, I'm never going to accept him. And I did nothing to you mm-hmm. wrong mm-hmm. it was it had nothing to do with our relationship they didn't like me because of of my opinion on something outside of us mm-hmm. or something i had said that had nothing to do with us but it wasn't like i'm never gonna like him because you came over here bawling your eyes out over what he did <laughs> yeah, never. that never happened no. i mean we i had people accuse me of of tricking you in in luring you to move away I know. Oh my god. I didn't do that. No. It was a joint decision. Yes. And so that's what I'm talking about uh-huh. though is that mentality that you you have to, there has to be something legitimately wrong in the relationship. It's got to be verbal abuse, physical abuse, demeaning, degrading, controlling, cheating. Cheating. Uh-huh. These things where they've actually attacked the person you care about or loved or, or hurt them in some way shape or form. Not that they're happy go lucky having a great relationship. And you're going to get bitter because of that. Yeah. I know. That's weird. And that's your bad friend that's keeping you single. Uh-huh. Yes. Exactly. So. I know. Or that, or the bad, like I said before, that bad friend is, they've been single or they have been dumped and cheated on <clears throat> and, and all of that. I think that, I think more times than not, it's probably that. Yeah. yeah. But, Yeah. 
Um, and they, yeah, they see all these little things that mm-hmm. that try to make them relate, I mm-hmm. guess. I don't know, be relatable to them. And like, I knew he wasn't perfect or, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. They are very, very weird. Right. Um, and yeah, they will, they will keep you. They want to keep you with it. I'm what I can't even think of the saying it's always uh misery loves misery company, loves company. Mm-hmm. yes and that's exactly what it is yep. they will keep you down mm-hmm. down in the dumps with them and then you break up and they're like all right finally mm-hmm. okay let, let's cheer you up girl girls night out mm-hmm. now this is how it's supposed to be we don't need men Ugh. we don't need guys yeah. aren't you happier and it's like you just got what you wanted. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So the next one is you don't want to give up single person behavior. Uh, and I think that you know, kind of. I don't know. I don't know if it necessarily like goes along hand in hand, with but the with the last one. I think it's influenced at but least. But it by is, it. yeah. <clears throat> and I think that like when I mean obviously. If you want to do single person things, stay single. Yeah, you're not gonna be in a a good relationship, and you're you're going to be single forever. Yeah. and and a lot of you know it, it's funny because I I would tell people you want your cake and eat it too, but what kind of cake are you wanting? Because like there's really good cake in a really good marriage, mm-hmm. in a really good relationship where you can have your cake and eat it too, and it has nothing to do with being single. Mm-mm. And so I think that when it comes to this, and, and, and you know, everybody will notice on this list, we, we kind of progressively go through, you know, what, what, what do you need to have? Why are you, why are you still single from the get-go, from, mm-hmm. from that curb appeal? Okay, now, it's not, the, the, the point of this is not just why can't I attract someone? Now, we're, we're beyond the attraction piece. Now we're kind of in the why can't I stay in a relationship? Mm-hmm. Well, your friends are ruining it. And now... Well, you're still acting single. Yeah, dipshit. Yeah, and so and that, and that's one of the things that that you see. You know, <clears throat> people in very happy, high functioning, sexually active, you know, fantastic five star relationships don't do single shit. It, we, we've said it a hundred times on here. We, I'm not taking a guy's trip to Vegas. You aren't taking a girl's trip to basic ass Nashville. Mm-hmm. You know, we we aren't doing things. That there is zero doubt in anybody's mind that ever meets us or runs into us that we are single. Mm, yeah. And that, so if you, if you are leaving any, if, if people see you and they don't immediately know that you are spoken for, you're doing single shit. And yes, I'm talking about social media. I'm talking about at work. I'm talking about running around town. I'm talking about going out with people you're friends with i'm talking about being with your partner Mm -hmm. if people cannot tell right from the get-go that you are spoken for that you're in a relationship that you're taken that you're dating that you're engaged that you're married that's on you Mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely 100 percent. you know this Mm -hmm. is why we did an entire episode very very early on on why your wedding ring is so important Mm -hmm. Because there are a, a million bullshit excuses people use as to why they don't wear a wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And everybody thinks because of their job or because of the risk or, well, my company won't allow me to, you know, whatever. You know, 
they they just are bound and determined to to you know stand on the hill that them not wearing a wedding ring it's just a ring mm. it 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 you know, once again i don't want to rehash that episode but listen to that but you should have definitive things i i'm not saying that your profile picture on social media needs to be you and your partner in matching outfits i think right now in our profile pictures it's just us we don't even mm-hmm. have of us Mm -hmm. but you can click on my instagram or my facebook and it's going to take you about 2.3 seconds to figure out i'm fucking married to you yeah yeah i know and that's what it should be i should not have to scroll through your feed for 10 fucking minutes to be like is she still dating somebody well okay well it's it's october it's november i'm back to february well here's uh, some flowers was that from somebody she's dating Mm -hmm. was that who she's with now was that somebody else? I mean, she doesn't even say who it's from. There's not a picture of him. It just it's some random generic post of so nice to be loved on Valentine's Day. Oh, what the fuck gosh. does that mean? That could I have been know. your mom or your dad sending those to you. I know. Yeah. You know? I know. Well, I think that it's funny too because like I've seen a lot lately on social media this whole thing where I can have a my life on social media isn't everything that you see which i agree it's probably not everything you see but i think that there are certain things on social media that that people and i'm gonna say people but i really mean women Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh purposely don't share because of those types of things like that they want to appear single they want to keep their options open yeah that's what it is it's awful i mean i cannot imagine being married to a woman like that oh yeah that would cause huge problems and it i mean that's why we've had multiple guys reach out about that Mm -hmm. my wife my girlfriend will not acknowledge me on social media all she she's doing this for attention she looks like a hoe all this stuff Mm -hmm. and they want to keep up that game yeah. It, and, and to date, everybody that's brought that up have gotten divorced. Gotten divorced. That's it is relationship too. ending behavior. Yes. It really is. And that, that dumb bitch is like, I don't know why I'm single. <laughs> well, your husband told you for two, three fucking years to quit acting like a slut on social media. Yeah. And you didn't do it. Uh-huh. So, you know, and that's the thing is like, they need to figure out, or they are basically telling their partner that social media... And everybody else in the world is more important to yeah. than you, mm-hmm. to me than you. And, I mean, I would not put up with that shit. Yeah. I would not put up with it, mm-hmm. whether you're a guy or a girl or whatever. Like, you need to figure out where your priorities are. Mm-hmm. And if you want to sing, stay single forever, that's fine. But... Then don't date anybody. Yeah. Stay single. Mm-hmm. Don't have a secret boyfriend that nobody fucking knows about mm-hmm. that publicly outfacing. I mean, because that's the thing. People that people that bitch and complain about how people develop an opinion about them because of what they put out on social media is the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm going to present myself on social media in this light. How dare you? think that this is all I am. Mm-hmm. Well, that's 100% on you. You run your page. You share your pictures. You share your dirty laundry. You put your bullshit crap out there for everybody to look at, judge, 
judge, jury, and executioner on you. That is on you. Mm -hmm. If you want them to have a different perspective of you, then share a different fucking perspective, you dumbass twat. I don't get why they do this. And women are notorious for doing this. Like, uh, slut post, slut post, slut post, thirst thirst trap, thirst trap, thirst trap. I'm more than just good looks. (laughs) According to who? Not you. Yeah. Because that's all you shared. Oh my gosh. I know. You know, or yeah. the bit, I'm so sick of these these disgusting comments men send. What the fuck do you expect to happen? Mm-hmm. You know, or they do all that and they're like, don't know, don't know why I can't find a good man. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. and, and, and so women that do that, you're either horribly ashamed of who you're with or you're keeping your options open. That's it. That's the only two solutions to that. You want to keep your foot in the single life. You want to explore your options because you know what you have is not what you really want, mm-hmm. and you're 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 some you're somehow like hoping that somebody that's a way better catch than the guy that's actually accepting you for the piece of shit that you are that's in your life that you're hoping some other guy who isn't really going to know you is going to come along that you feel's a better catch and sweep you off your feet. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to fucking happen. No, it's not. And if that guy comes along, he's going to hook up with you. And that's it. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what else I was thinking is like, cause, cause there are the the women that still act single that have a dude on social media, but there are the single women that present themselves in a negative way on social media. Even though, I mean, you're still you're single, whatever, mm-hmm. have fun, but like. At the same time, if you are complaining about still being single, look at your social media posts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you if you saw a dude that was posting like you were Mm -hmm. on social media, would you want to start a relationship with him? Mm -hmm. And I think that because like. Because women do that. Like they wonder, oh, my gosh, why am I still single? I'm, and, and like, and then they post all these hoey ass pictures mm-hmm. that the 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 dude, a good a worthwhile dude, is gonna look at and he'd be like, oh shoot, mm-hmm. she she has a really pretty face. Like her her qualifying characteristics are she's got wonderful. The curb appeal. Yeah, she has the curb appeal, but oh shit. Then like, you read the listing and find out five people were murdered there. And you're like, ugh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't want go. this. Yeah, that's perfect. That's so perfect. Yes, exactly. Oh, and that house is haunted. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I'm out of here. We'll get into that with the the track record thing. Yeah, but but yeah, like you 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 know you look at that and you're like, I don't want a dude doesn't want to date someone like that. A girl no. wouldn't want to date a guy like that. Like, come on, that's why you're still single mm-hmm. because you are haunting yourself mm-hmm. and your own relationship your own life and because you're doing you are acting like a single person and that sounds dumb because a, a single person should act like a single person but i think you need to be careful at how what kind of single person activities and stuff you are at least throwing out on social media oh yeah yeah, and, and you know, it, it is a combination of how you represent yourself on social media and how you spend your actual true recreational time. What are you doing? 
Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to girls' night out? Are you taking those trips? Are you presenting in every way, shape, or form that you're not taking? Is the only time that you act like you're with a relationship when you're with family? Mm-hmm. That's another thing that you see is people are like, oh yeah, we're a great couple when we're just with family, mm-hmm. but when we're not with them, it's it's free game, mm-hmm. and then it's turmoil and issues and drama and all that other crap. And it's like you're you're so fake. It's you're you're presenting the wrong fake life. <laughs> I know. It's weird. Yeah. And it's idiotic and they're stupid. Yeah, it is idiotic for sure. Yeah. So I know we have been going for, geez, like an hour and a half now. <laughs> Almost, I think. Uh, yeah. A little about less. an hour and a half. Um, we realized that I think this is going to have to be a two-part episode. Mm-hmm. So um, we will go ahead and wrap it up here um as always thank you all so much for listening don't forget to subscribe to our youtube channel like us on facebook follow us on instagram and listen to us wherever you're listening to podcast and we will talk to you next week tune in next week for part two thanks <laughs>